I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
can we stand for a word of prayer? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We count it a privilege and an honor just to stand before you. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless from the head all the way to the pulpit. From the pulpit all the way to the door. Anything that's in between, we ask God that you would sanctify us. And Lord, glorify us as we glorify you. We thank you, Lord, for things that we see and things that we cannot see. We thank you for situations that we know are and for those that we know not, nothing about. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And Lord, as we prepare today to sing for your glory and for your honor, we ask that you would give us the strength, the wisdom, the courage that we would lift you up. And Father God, we will continue to bless you. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. And all the time? Oh, yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than I lift my hands Come on, say you reign For you are God Because of you I can sing. I can sing to you this song. This song. I just want to say. I just want to say that I love you more. Love you more than Come on, let's stay right there. Say, I lift my hands. I lift my hands in total Stay right there, stay right there. Say, I lift my hands. Come on and lift your hands. Come on, lift your voice and say, You reign. Oh, for you are God. 
Because of you, my cloudy days. I can sing. I can sing to you. Write me in your arms. Listen for everybody. Say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore your name. I worship and adore Just want to tell you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Come on and lift your voice and say, say, I love you. I love you. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you.
clap those hands. If you love the Lord on today, come on and clap those hands. Shout hallelujah.
testimony. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he's blessed to see another day, another time in worship. We come back to say thank you, Jesus. We come back to bless his name. Come on, you ought to clap your hands. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now we're going to have three scriptures followed by prayer. So if you would, Reverend Brown. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Good morning, St. Matthew. I'll be coming from the book of Jeremiah, the first verse, starting at the fourth verse. 
Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. The word of God for the children of God. I have Reverend Brown. second reading will come from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. And the word of God reads as follows. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. The third reading will come from Minister Arm. We will be in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. And the word of God reads, who hath saved us and called us by a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That's the word of God for the people of God. Amen. wise and eternal God. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we come to you humbly as we possibly can. Giving thanks to Heavenly Father for our lying down last night and awaking this morning in our right mind. We thank you dear Heavenly Father that you look down upon us, that you keep us and guide us by the presence of your Holy Spirit in our hearts. Lord we thank you for the man of God, our pastor Dr. Raymond M.C. Gordon. We thank you dear Heavenly Father as you continue to bless him, strengthen and encourage him. Dear Heavenly Father, you safely heal his body. Secure him. And dear Heavenly Father, give him a safe return unto us. Dear Lord, bless his family in a mighty way. But then Lord, bless those who are going to proclaim the God, the word of God. Bless them, dear Heavenly Father, in a strong and mighty way. Dear Heavenly Father, hide them behind the cross that we may see Jesus as they lift him up from holy writ. Dear Lord, let us celebrate you. Let us glorify you. Let us lift holy hands, lift our voices and shout hallelujah because you've kept us and brought us from a mighty long way. Bless the congregation. Bless those who are on their way. And when we leave this place, let us know that our hearts burn, that we may go out and serve you. Letting people know he died for them. He was buried and rose again. That they may have eternal life in Jesus Christ. This we do pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know that God is coming through? But whatever you need, but what you've been praying for, what you've been waiting for, what you've been longing for, God is coming through. Look at your neighbor and say, when? Say, any day now. God is coming through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you want him, but I know. Say right on time, right on time. He's always, but I know.
to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., our ministers, and all of you. If you could please turn your attention to the screens, our pastor has a message for us. Good morning. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We greet you in that name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We're dealing with predestination from the past. 
to predestination of the future from place to place. God moves us from place to place in order for us to be in place where we can be a security system for someone else. Have you ever thought about the places you've been? There's places that we have matriculated through, places of our past, places, amen, of our, uh, as we uh, said before, places of our perseverance. Place to place to place to place, but you're not in God's place until he moves you into a place where you become a security blanket for others. God bless you. As God has moved you from place to place, predestination to predestination, take note of the places you have been. Pastor loves you. Have a great day. And Jesus is Lord of your final place. God bless you. Praise God for our pastor. Thank you, Jesus, for him. Just want to tell you that pastor loves you. Most importantly, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Have a blessed day. To comment on, on the pastor, um, he had a great report in his last visit to the medical experts, but it is a gradual process with his health. So we just keep praying. Amen? We just keep on praying. Do we have any screen announcements? Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Join us every Sunday for classes that meet all your family's needs. We have classes for marriage, women, men, young adults, and more. We also have classes for children and youth that include recreation and targeted spiritual lessons on their level. Classes start at 9.30 a.m. every Sunday. Worship starts at 10.30 a.m. And if you have small children that are nursery age, we offer nursery on every first and third Sunday. Register for nursery age kids six months to pre-K by 10.15 a.m. Women of St. Matthews, Pastor Gordon and Sister Gordon encourage your presence at the 2024 Women's Retreat, which is designed for you and your continued growth in the Lord. Also, you are invited to join the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee. Your unique gifts and talents are needed. Meet members of the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee immediately following service today in the FLC gym to sign up. This concludes today's general announcements. In the pastoral comments, there's one more announcement, and you are to please be advised that the Veterans Ministry has been moved from the first Sunday, or the class, that is, from the first Sunday each month to the third Sunday of each month at 9.30 a.m. in room 204. All men and women who have served are welcome. And at this time, we want to ask, do we have any visitors in the house with us this morning. Do we have any visitors? 
There's got to be a visitor someplace. If you're here, please stand. Please stand. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there's another one over here. Praise the Lord for all of you. We welcome you to our place of worship. And we pray that you would just join us in the midst and praise the Lord. And our ushers will give you a packet. And we thank you for coming. So glad that you're here this morning. Amen and amen. And now, it's offering time. Hallelujah. What is a tenth? A tenth is 10% of your earnings. 10% of 500 will be $50. And if you got $1,000, that'd be $100. But the word of God in Malachi 3 says, would a man rob God? And it says, yet you say, wherein have we robbed thee, God? He says, in tithes and offerings. Bring ye all of the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now with that. And see if I won't pour you out a blessing that you won't be able to receive. Amen? Choir?
brother can sing. Praise the Lord. time we're going to hear from Reverend Tunstall. Amen? Morning, St. Matthews. I've been tasked this morning to introduce to our speakers this morning. Again, my pastor has provided St. Matthews with three excellent speakers this morning who's going to bless our heart. Amen? Amen. Our first speaker will be that of Miss Kim Spencer. Sister Kim has been married to Reverend Dan Spencer for over 20 years. We've known her as an excellent singer. She is also a businesswoman. She has acted in a long-running play in Williamstown, New Jersey. and She is the mother of an 18-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter, fine children. And she is indeed a godly woman. Amen? Amen. Our next speaker will be followed by Reverend Dan Spencer. Amen. Reverend Spencer is an active, kind-hearted man of God. His business includes he's the husband to the wife of Kim for over 20 years, served in Germany, retired from the United States Army, served and retired from the New Jersey, excuse me, State Police Force, serves as a chaplain in the Gloucester County jail, speaks at a prison ministry on a weekly basis, teaches teens in Sunday school here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church. Now that's a load, amen? Our final speaker is that of our own Reverend Leroy McNair. <clears throat> Married for... <laughs> 53.9 years to his beautiful wife, Linda McNair. Amen. Linda, you hear? Linda. She doesn't want to look up. Amen. Father and adult son, daughter. It has two brilliant grandsons, 
He was an officer in the U.S. Army in South Korea. He's the director of St. Matthew's Baptist Church Counseling Ministry. He's the leader of St. Matthew's Baptist Church Online Grief Share Ministry. Also, to like to know that he fishes. <laughs> Loves fishing. After the choir sings, let's please stand and greet these fine speakers as they come forth to bring God's word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord. Okay, all right, all right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When praises go up. Oh, come on, let's give them some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Song says, I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm, I'm grateful for the victories we've won. I could go on and on and on and on and on about your word. I hear y'all singing. Because I'm grateful, grateful. Come on, sing it, y'all. Y'all sound good. Say, flowing from my heart. Oh, how say, from the issues of My heart, my heart he is grateful. We're gonna sing that again. Whole house sing, I am grateful. I am grateful for. Come on, let's make one big choir. Let's get on one accord, y'all. Say yes, I am, yes, I am grateful for, for the victories, yeah. I could go on, and on, and on, and on, and on, and on, I feel this thing today, y'all. Flowing from death. Oh my God. From my heart. Are the issues of my heart? Say, flowing from my heart. Flowing from my heart Are the issues of my heart Oh, Jesus My heart 
Y'all done messed me up. Got tears in my eyes. Y'all, y'all be seated in the name of Jesus. Good morning. Good morning. Give an honor to God and to our illustrious pastor, whom we miss terribly and pray for his return. And to whom I'm thankful for this opportunity to be before you today. To this pulpit, families and family and friends, I love you all. And uh, I greet you in the name of Jesus. Today, I will be speaking to you about predestination. To predestination. Also subtitled, The Choice is Yours. Our scripture this morning comes from Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. It was read for you in your hearing. Now, the theme of Ephesians is the believer's responsibility to walk in accordance with his heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to be used by you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Use me today, O Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all remember testimony service? Well, today I'm going to give you a little testimony about some of the things the Lord has done in my life. Is that all right with y'all? Amen. So as a child of God, your path is predestinated. And that means it is written before the foundation of the world. God's will is his will, and we have no say. But there may be times in the process where we might take the long way. But make no mistake, his will will be done in our lives. Amen? Remember back when you were a child and most of your decisions were made for you? What you going to wear? What you going to eat? How you were going to act in public? And it's when we stepped outside of that directive that our parents would give us a little course correction. That's what just what the Lord does. Amen. Just like Joshua 5, 6, you can wander in the desert for 40 years or you can be obedient to his will. The choice is yours. In Proverbs 22, 6, the word says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Meaning teach them to seek God's wisdom and his will for their talents and their abilities. And when those talents show up, parents, it's important for us to nurture them. Now, my parents were always supportive of us growing up, and I'm so thankful for that. I remember for Christmas receiving an organ and teaching myself how to play with the little book with the numbers, you know. And it really meant a lot to me. And, uh, you know, it, it was a sacrifice on their part because we weren't rich. We didn't have everything we needed. We didn't everything we wanted, but we did have everything we needed. And so it was important that they recognized the musical gift that was in me And over the years, it continued to grow. The first time I remember singing was in The Wizard of Oz. I was in the first grade. I was a munchkin. (laughs) And it meant so much to me to prepare for the play and, you know, all the practice and all that good stuff. It really uh, touched my heart. I played violin in the fourth grade, sixth grade. I was in talent shows and concert choir throughout high school. But it was when I was in the 11th grade 
that I was part of a singing group that had just started becoming popular in our town. The, uh, we were playing at local venues, and even a local radio station wanted to interview us. So we're thinking, this is it. This is it. We're going to be discovered. But my father received a promotion on his job, and we had to move to Delaware. I was like, man, my heart was broken. But I never let go of my dreams. Now, a few years later, with another promotion, God is good. We moved to South Jersey, and that was back in the early 90s. I met some people through my brother, who never sang a day in his life, mind you. And suddenly, he was given the gift of writing music. He was writing songs. He was driving, and the words were coming to him. He had to pull over and write them down. He'd be in the shower. The words would come to him. He'd take out a pen and write them down. Couldn't believe what was happening. He met some folks in New York City. They liked the song he wrote and wanted to record it. So he said, well, I got three sisters. They can sing background. So off we went. Went to New York City. We recorded his song and didn't go anywhere, but it was fun, right? We had a great time. But what they noticed was my sisters and I, we had a great, really close harmony. So they created a group called Close. And we went to New York and we sang here and we sang there, but nothing really came from it. So I was the only one of the left of the group of close who was able to run up and back and forth to New York to help these guys because they wanted to cut an album or make a CD and do a video. My sisters were having babies, so they were like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> so here I am, footloose and fancy free, running back and forth to New York, helping these guys on Sunday, on Sunday, to go in the studio and work all day. And so, so nothing really came of that either. We did a video. We did a CD. Nothing really came from it. You see a pattern? So finally, I met another couple who said they wanted to uh, manage a singer who they wanted to have help get discovered. So we met. We sang places. Nothing really came from it. Okay? So I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's not my time. Maybe, you know, maybe some other time. So life went on, and a few years later, a friend of mine moved to New Jersey. And Well, she moved back to South Jersey. So we started hanging out again, and she invited me to Bible study. So I went with her that night, and that night, I received the Lord. <clears throat> And over time, the Lord showed me that I needed to make a choice. Continue singing in smoky bars, praying all the way home that I wouldn't fall asleep behind the wheel, hanging my clothes that smelled like smoke in the garage because I couldn't take the smell of hair all smoky, getting up early the next morning, going to work. Or should I use what he gave me for building the kingdom of God. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? But how many of you know old habits die hard? Just like Psalm 16, 7, he counseled me and he instructed me in the night seasons. And soon enough, I realized that I was in the place of iniquity. Even though I didn't partake, however... If my name was on the flyer 
and I was the reason that people were coming to this place of iniquity, then I was complicit. So I did choose to leave that life and begin to sing for him. Now, when I look back over my life, and I think things over, hallelujah, the Lord put me in places that I never thought I would be. Acting, never thought it would happen. But he put me in four musicals and gave me awards. He blessed me to teach children voice and mentor youth. And now, wait a minute. I just want to say one thing. I was in my 40s when he put me in these musicals. I wasn't in my 20s when I was wishing I was going to be out there and do something wonderful. I was in my 40s. And then in my 50s, y'all, I'm telling my age, Lord Jesus. He enabled me to open a concert for Donnie McClurkin. Who does that? He does that. When you are walking in his will. And you were doing the things that he is asking you to do. He makes a way for you. He is definitely a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So in closing, God also uses people to keep you on your predetermined path. I just want to slip this in here before I go. The same young lady who introduced me to Christ was the same young lady who introduced me to my husband. (laughs) Yes, she was getting married, and she wanted me to sing at her wedding. And guess what she wanted me to sing? Order my steps. All right? So our steps are ordered. Go to the reception, and the DJ is playing some really nice music. Then he spoke on the mic, and it was like music to my ears. Now, mind you, I had been walking with the Lord for seven years. No dating, just me and Christ. Had my blinders on. I was set hear this man's voice and I'm like who is that who is that I said Lord are you giving me the okay because this is different this was different so I got up to go to the ladies room and I passed by the DJ booth gave him a compliment he gave me his card I get in the restroom here's the bride I said listen what do you know about the DJ <laughs> she said well He's single and he's saved. That's all I need to know. (laughs) And the rest is history. So when you think you're getting older and God can't use you, think again. When you think your life is not going according to plan, ask yourself, who's plan? Amen. And finally, when your children are developing certain talents, nurture them, please. Help them to walk in accordance with his heavenly calling. And fulfill your responsibility as a believer. God will get the glory. The choice is yours. God bless you, St. Matthews. And thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good. Amen. Amen. Man, what am I going to do with that? Okay. Good morning. How are you this morning? You should be great. (laughs) Amen. 
giving honor to Jesus who saved me, called me, placed me in ministry, and has continued to sanctify me as I grow in him, um, who placed in my life journey 30 years ago, Pastor Gordon. I can't believe it's been 30 years. 30 years ago this month. And uh, he's shown me how to lead by example, uh, how to serve, how to diligently divide the word of God. And he's just been an awesome man of God. And uh, to my wife, awesome word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't even pay her to say that. <laughs> Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this time. Thank you for um, Pastor, and we pray his recovery. And Lord, we pray that um, as the word goes forth, that we would have ears to hear and that we would do what you tell us to do. And we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. In your hearing, uh, we had uh, we read Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'm just going to read it really quickly. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou cometh, cameth forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Amen. As you noted, this morning's theme is predestination to predestination, place to place. Uh, for the security of others. My title this morning is going to be Follow the Script. Follow the Script. I'm going to talk about predestination and talk kind of a little bit about God's sovereignty and how he has moved us from place to place in his plan when we didn't even realize it. Anybody ever have that to them? You ever look back on your life and you say, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize God was placing me in certain places. In this scripture, in, in the book of Jeremiah, he was a young man called by God to minister to Judah and Israel. He was called the weeping prophet uh, because he was giving a hard word to a rebellious people under God's judgment. And he did this for over 40 years. Jeremiah's ministry was personally very tough because God used him to personally illustrate the judgments that would come upon the nation. So... He endured death threats, isolation, arrest, violence, starvation, just to name a few. If you notice, when you see the three things, God knew him, he sanctified him, and he ordained him, they're all in the past tense. So he's speaking to him about what's coming up. So my wife already talked about predestination. Your path is already chosen. Your destination is already chosen before the foundations of the earth. Uh, Ephesians 11 says this, in whom we have ordained, obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. And then when we talk about election, election is God choosing or picking us out. In Romans 9.11, it says this. It talks about Esau and Jacob. It says, For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. Not the works of him, but of him that calleth. So before we even think that we can take any credit for anything, we need to give the credit to him. And also, he knew us before we even knew ourselves. In Psalm 139, 15 and 16, it says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. 
In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. So before we even knew ourselves, he knew us intricately. And many people have a hard time reconciling the idea of God's sovereignty, which means that he's in control, that he is uh, all-powerful, omniscient, omnipotent. But yet, he gives us a free will and choice and the responsibility to come to him. You ask me to explain it? I can't. We just have to accept it by faith. Because... Think about this. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So in the mind of God, he's good with it. Place to place, God has a plan and a purpose for you and I. Here's a snapshot of my journey a little bit. Um, January 1963, I was born. Now you know my age. I was born to a mom and dad who were barely teenagers. Um, I was premature, stayed in an incubator three months. I don't know this for a fact because... My mom told me this, and she's sitting right there, So, I mean, which was a miracle in itself. When I was about 9 or 10, I used to stay the weekend at my grandparents' house, and they taught me everything, and they showed me stuff. And, and, and my grandfather was a pastor, and so he challenged me to salvation at an early age. And I accepted Christ at Canaan Baptist Church, 5th and Mount Vernon in Camden. Place to place, moved by God's grace. When I was 16, I remember riding on a school bus out to Hammond, Indiana to go to Jack Hiles Youth um, uh, Conference. And then the Lord, I felt the Lord calling in my life at about 16 years old. So young people, don't, don't, don't feel like you have to wait to get older. God can call you where you are, at your age, where you are right now. Like Jeremiah I, I said, oh, I'm too young. I, you know, I don't know about it. And, and Moses had an excuse. Both of them had excuses. But the Lord is still sovereign. Place to place, moved by God's grace. I joined the military, went to Germany. When I went to Germany, God re- renewed my faith with a group of believers. But before leaving active duty service in Texas in 1984, I took an interest inventory survey that precisely, exactly told me what I was going to be doing in the future. Was it me? No, it was God. He pointed out my future in law enforcement, my career, and my businesses. Place to place, moved by God's grace. In 94, I was sitting in the balcony, like right about there, and I felt challenged to join a church by Pastor Gordon. I was like, man, I ain't never heard a pastor like this. He's so transparent, and he just puts it right out there. And then in 2000, I, f- I was sitting like right over there, and he called me to preach. And I was like, oh, man, Lord, what are you doing? I finished my degree, and I don't have to tell the story about how I met my wife. She was doing what she was doing. I was doing what I was doing, and the Lord brought us together. And that's been 20 years, and we're on a 20-year journey now with two teenagers and, uh, and, and just the Lord is just blessing. Give him a hand. Not me, but him. I was 40 some years old when I got married. Um, so I was a, a bachelor for a long time, but, but guess what? Guess what the Lord was doing? He was preparing me. He was preparing me and putting everything in the right place. I'm thinking, oh man, this is late. This is late. But he put everything in the right place at the right time. 
Did I know it? No, I didn't know it. But then I started to realize it and understand it. And oh yeah, between all the good stuff and the highlights was uh, some disobedient times, some hard-headed times, and some uh, school of hard knocks. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but uh, yes, some, yeah. So you ask, preacher, why can we be sure that God through Jesus Christ has predestined us and moved us from place to place by his grace? Well, I'll give you number one. The election is rigged. I'm sure you heard that. But I'm talking about your election. Your election is rigged. Second Peter 1.10 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Also, it's a done deal. Because Philippians 1.6 says this, He who has begun a good work in you will carry it until completion, until the day of Jesus Christ. And the fight is fixed because we have already had the victory in Christ. Second Timothy 4.7 says this, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. So place to place, move by his grace. Place to place, we need to walk by faith. Place to place, we need to pray and stay in the race. Place to place, we need to be a receptacle of his grace. And place to place, we need to always seek his face. And the last reason is that the script, God's script, is already written. The script is already written. Script, sure, is already written. Second Timothy 2.16 all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So that when we follow the script, this is what we get. His image. We're conformed to his image. Amen. God bless. Did they preach? I had to think about uh, a song from the 60s, Killing Me Softly. When she started talking about this man playing all this music. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for, for the call, for the opportunity to stand before you. I pray that you would be a blessing to your servant. That you would edify, edify this people in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to our pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr. I'm so glad to be here before you. I'm proud of our pastor. Amen. I'll tell you why. He is a fighter who refuses to be knocked down. And pastor, I want you to know that we are praying for you. It is our job to pray and to ask God in the name of Jesus to do something. And so it shall be done. Amen and amen. Likewise, I give honor to my wife of 54, 53.9. Earlier, I think I said 35. She corrected me from out there. No, you 53 and 53 point in March, the Lord willing. 
predestination to predestination. Place to place. To be in place to protect others. Scripture from 2 Timothy verse 1 and chapter 1 rather and verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Not according to the works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Themes of Second Timothy are the words suffering, truth, and godliness. And a more global view of Second Timothy is that Salvation consists primarily of the divine, meaning of God, by God, the divine, if you will, rescue of persons from mortality. With its sins, with its ignorance, with its unbelief, for life eternal and heavenly places. The definition of predestinate is a Greek word, and it's pronounced pro or idzo, which means predetermined, determined before, to limit in advance. I found that last thing very interesting. Before you came is my subject for today, under the heading of predestination to predestination, place to place, to be in place to protect others. Before you came, there was water, fire, trees to make oxygen for you when you would come. Before you came, God was, and he still is. He is, I am. Before you came, he had a plan for salvation and forgiveness and grace was planned and stored up for you when you would come. Before you came, God had a plan to elect some and predestinate therein to heavenly places. Before you came, there was a holy call agreed upon for you and me. Now, the sources of holy callings on mankind are these. First, a holy God, separate and set apart. Second, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Third, the Holy Spirit, which guides us and leads us in all truth. Fourth, the Word of God, which is infallible. These are all said to be holy. Are you with me? Ministers of God ought to be holy. To be instruments of holiness in action. Not in title only, but in action. You heard the introduction to Reverend Dan Spencer. Man, what does he find all the time? In action. 
call men and women are to be doing and not sitting. As a young man, I worked on the railroad between summers in order to go to school. And a boss once said to me, and I'm, I'm going to give you his voice. He said, son, that shovel that you got in your hands is meant not for leaning on. So you either shovel or go home. I learned something in that voice that day. We are to walk worthy of the calling. It is a holy calling. Am I right about it? First Peter chapter 1 verse 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Don't pollute the holy vessel of God. We have been called away from the instruments of evil. What are they? Adultery. Been there. Drunkenness. Not so much drunk, but high as a kite. (laughs) Abomination. And the love of money. Why should you go back to the hog pen and the mud of evil doings and saw your garment? Our gifts and callings all over the church are not to be a badge of a club membership. Get back in the game. If you're sitting on the bench, get back in the game. The coach says, we play the game to win. Because Romans 11, verse 28b and verse 29 says, as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. What does that mean? It means God won't change his mind about what he called you to do. Somebody ought to say amen. He called Peter. He was a cusser. He could cuss. Like we could. He cut the man's ear off and was already ready to fight somebody. But God called him. In spite of all the things, God had to know it all. But he called him and he would not change it. He said, you shall be my leader. You're my rock, Cephas. And on this rock I'll build my church. For we are called from darkness to light. From uncleanness to holiness. From wickedness and demonic practices to communion of saints. And we are called from polluted, this polluted earth to heaven, the holy mountain of God. Why are we called into the marvelous light? For what purpose do we have the elect? Why are we predestined by the Godhead? To protect and influence someone else. Jonathan was predestined to protect the life of the future king, David. When his father set out to kill him, Jonathan got out and went and told him, you got to get out of here, Doc. 
Things about to break up. Joseph, the son of Jacob, was called to protect his entire family who would become the nation of Israel. So he left one place, went in a hole, and ended up in another place, but he saved his entire family. The lovely Esther was elected to risk her life to protect the Jewish people that were in captivity. Rahab, a prostitute, had the red light district. was elected to protect the spies. And she became one in the line of Jeter, Jesus. I know this is hard for some to believe. Lady of the night in the line of Jesus. John the Baptist was predestined with his fur and everything on to prepare the way for Jesus with the messages of repentance and forgiveness. Now Eli, priest Eli, he could have protected his sons, but he failed to correct them. Sister Kim says there's a choice that you got to make sometimes. And they were running with all the women that came to the door, the Bible says. Not only that, but the process for getting a portion of the sacrifice required a three-pronged hook. No, no, we want our meat raw. We don't want that hook. And so we know that they lost their lives. And Eli was complicit in it. And I'm asking you today, don't, don't listen, don't hold your mouth when you see your children acting crazy. You, you got, you got to tell somebody something. Tell it, you tell your daughter, that boy is too old for you, and I see what he's doing, and I'm here responsible for your life. I was elected to be your parent, and you're going to hear what I have to say. My son got upset with me one time. Came over the house and I gave him an envelope. And he smiled. Thank you, Dad. He took the envelope out and when he got home, he read the envelope. And what it said was, Son, I don't want you to be like your father has been in his life. I don't know how many women you brought to our house and had dinner. But I'm just trying to say, you don't need to do all that. Man, he called me back mad. Because there was no money in the envelope, first of all. Because he, he was accustomed, you know, dad give you the little. And he gave dad, I ain't doing all that stuff you say. I'm just saying, I'm just adding up the dinners here in the house. A sweeper woman, because she swept, so I called her a sweeper woman, walked into my 
hospital room in 1982 in Jefferson Hospital and boldly spoke to me. Oh, I was around 12 o'clock at night. And she said, young man, you have been in this hospital a long time. You need to turn that TV off and call on the law. I don't know what's wrong with you, but that TV will not help you. You need to pray. I was aghast because she spoke with authority. I've been in the hospital already four months. I had a cerebral spinal fluid leak. The stuff that your brain sets in and balances and it makes more of it. But it was leaking through my cranial cavity, down through my nasal cavity, and it was running out of my nose. And I thought I had some sort of allergy. And the doctor who checked me he said, you can't go home. So I had to stay in the hospital. I was there almost nine months. I'd had two operations at the point that this lady met me. Ethnodally, up under the lip, they cut, they took muscle out of my thigh and put it up back here. They did that again. Neither one seemed to work. I'm still sniffing, still got the stuff, and you can measure it. And the third, they went through my right eye next to the nose, pulled it over, put muscle up there, and it stopped. But here, here, what was going on? My heart had melted at this lady's courage. I told you that one of the meanings of predestination is God limits in advance. She was protecting me from myself in advance of today. Pride made me think great of myself. In the hospital already four months, I was a buyer, senior buyer, of contract manufacturing for McNeil Consumer Products Company, the makers of Tylenol, the number one analgesic, over-the-counter product in the world at that time. And while I was in the hospital, seven people died. You might remember this. In Chicago, because somebody put cyanide in the capsules, put them back together, put them back in a box, and put them on the shelf. And all sales, all manufacturing, and everything to do with that product came to a halt. We had to figure out how to protect the people. My potential insurance was unlimited. I think it ended up being something like $450,000 at that time, at that cost of money. And I felt certain that I was anchored in my work and in my future. I got it going on. But an old hymn says, in times like these, you need a savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. But be very sure, be very sure that your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. And that rock is Jesus. I look back, I look back, I look back and see how the salvation that was given to me and Deacon Sam Smith sitting in the back became a Bible study 
and a daily prayer for teachers at 7 a.m. in the school. Sometimes they get there late and we hear the feet click, 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 coming in, rushing to get in that circle because of the call. I look back and see the church where I grew up in Florida, going back as a sinner saved by grace and a minister of the gospel. I preached a message, and that message was used of God, whereby a woman got saved. She had spent her entire life, it seemed to me. She was married, but she had spent her entire life running with different men other than her husband. Everybody in the town knew it. In front of me, a child to her, her children were my equal. We went to school together. And she got saved that day. This message from the Lord that day was a protection against her going to hell. I moved to Delaware to be near and in the lives of my two grandsons. And if anybody who knows me, they know how I feel about my grandson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love them. Um, I take them places. I cook for them, and they can eat. <laughs> they can eat. Anybody who can eat two filet mignons, two potatoes, salad, baked beans, corn, fried corn, bread. That's Jesus. That's all we could say. But I was there, I'm there, I made that choice. We made that choice to go to Delaware to be near our daughter and her husband and our grandsons. To teach them to pray by example. They need to hear somebody pray. To ask them to pray at our family meal at Thanksgiving. And you know, I was so blessed because they didn't hesitate. In the circle, they grabbed grab hand and me, started to pray. I said, Wow. Then a little later, the youngest one, I asked him to pray. He, okay, Papa. That's, I just love the Lord as an example in their lives. What if there were no limits set on us? We would be like Sodom and Gomorrah in the church. Out in the world, there are no limits. Congressmen own marijuana farms. Men and women abuse children in school. We sell instruments of murder, and it's backed by renowned people. Music is loud and raunchy. Go to Kensington in Philly to see what no limits look like. Yeah, I've been there. I used to collect up my little bags in Kensington. Yes, sir. But God delivered me from all of that. People who are born one way and want to be another way. And they believe that God made a mistake. He has set a limit. He has predestined that this mess will come to an end. Pastor Garden understands that if he takes his foot off the brakes... We will run this church buck wild and call it righteousness. He sets limits in advance from place to place.
the Lord has taken our pastor and he yet stands in his election to protect the people on this corner of Zion. Still setting limits. Psalm 37 verse 23 and 24 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hands. Pastor Gordon is a good man. But I see, I see, I see the man of God. Jesus Christ. 100% God and 100% man. Wrapped and fashioned in sinful flesh. To fulfill prophecy and set at liberty all who would believe on his name. From place to place. He made steps. John 1, 29, verse 34. He went to Jordan River. He was baptized there by John the Baptist where the Spirit stayed on him. Uh, in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, he went beyond the Jordan and he called disciples to be believers in his ministry. In John 4, 46 through 54, in Cana, He performed his very first miracle and turned water into wine. In John 3, 1 and 21, in Judea, he taught Nicodemus a lesson about rebirth. In Mark 5, 1 through 29, in the Gadarenes, a man who was cutting himself and sitting up in the graveyard, got healed by Jesus. In Luke 7, 11 through 12, in name, he brought life out of a dead man about to be buried and presented him back to his mother. In Luke 22 and 33 at Calvary, he gave his life for many and rose again on the third day. And John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him would not die but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Listen, I did not know or have ever seen my DNA father. To be clear, the man I'm talking about is the one who impregnated my mother with me. My mother later told me that he went back to Jamaica due to visa expiration. After my mother died, I found two letters sent from Jamaica, dated 1947 and 1948. It gave me some closure to see his ornate, cursive writing. That's as close as I could get to him. But it was my stepdad, the one who's there, who raised me from the age of two years old, and he loved me. I saw a man run through a cornfield because my dad got at him after he said something to me. He pulled out that old that, that switchblade, and this guy, we call him Crazy Christian. And he wasn't crazy that day. He was hitting those corn patches, and wow. You say something to my boy? As I told you before, he was a weekend drunk. Yet he provided for us and taught me how to fish and fix things. 
He stopped drinking two years before he died of lymphatic leukemia in 1965. And at his funeral, another pastor, Elder Bankston, got up in that church that we were in, the church that I went to, got up and said, June Gordon was saved. And people, what? Where are you coming from with this? June Gordon? He fell in a ditch drunk. Weeks before he died, he went to that little church, a little church where Elder Banks was at. That's a little small thing, hold about 10 people. And Elder Bankston led him to Christ and to salvation. From death, while grieving and consoling my mother, I saw election. And in my despair, I saw something to hold on to. See, predestination don't look like you might want it to look. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had nothing to do with your salvation. And in Romans 8, 28 through 29, it says, And we know, and we know all things. See, my fingers, like all things, all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to the call according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. If I had been, if I had not been predestined to have salvation, I'd be at the bottom. When he told me, there's a place at the top for me. I'd be on the backside. When he told me, there's a place in the front. I should be. I'd be on the outside looking in when he prepared me a table for kings. All the days I spent selfishly Reaching out for what pleased me. Still, my God was faithful. If it had not called me, if he had not elected me, if he had not predestined me, if he had not set limits on me, where would I be? Before you came, before you came, the world was framed. Before you came, a call went out on your life. Before you came, the election went out in your name. Before you came, you were predestinated. Before you came, the word was settled in heaven. Before you came, God knew your name. Before you came, it was already known that weeping may endure for night. But joy comes in the morning. Everything Everything, I said, everything was done in the heavenlies before you came. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. time. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ in the pardoning of your sins. In other words, if you're not saved, it's time to do it. This is the right time. God has set limits on some things.
This is the day that the Lord has made. You ought to come and be saved. Would you come? Don't be ashamed. Listen, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed that he saved me from being a rotten, raggedy rascal. But God seeks such. He seeks such. He, he seeks people who know they're not worth anything. He comes to them. The blind man who's calling his name. Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. Will you come? Will you come? Will you come? Amen. And amen. We'll have the benediction by Reverend Dan Spencer. Give the Lord a hand. Word was powerful. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you for the word that was given, the powerful word. And even if nobody came down the aisle, Lord, you know. You know us. We pray in a, even in the privacy of your own home, Lord, you can give your life to, the, to Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you for the word that went forth, and we know that your word does not come back void. Dismiss us with the choices benediction, Lord. We pray that we may take this word with us this week. Let us meditate on it, Lord. Let us roll it around in our mind. But, Lord, help us to know that we are chosen by you. And help us to walk worthy of being chosen. We thank you, and we love you. In your name we pray. Have a great week. Amen. Let the church I forgot to ask if there's anyone who don't have a church home. We welcome you here. We're not perfect, but we're forgiven. If you don't have a church home, come right on up here and tell us. And in the meantime, would you please congratulate this team of Spencers up here as they come down front. Amen. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that Pastor preaches about the word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo. Good morning. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We greet you in that name that is above every name. 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We're dealing with predestination from the past to predestination of the future from place to place. God moves us from place to place in order for us to be in place where we can be a security system for someone else. Have you ever thought about the places you've been? There's places that we have matriculated through, places of our past, places, amen, of our, uh, as we had said before, places of our perseverance, place to place to place to place, but you're not in God's place until he moves you into a place where you become a security blanket for others. God bless you. As God has moved you from place to place, predestination to predestination, take note of the places you have been. Pastor loves you. Have a great day. And Jesus is Lord of your final place. God bless you.